Cast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Burden of Command podcast. I'm your host, Earl Breon. Men are disturbed not by things, but by the views which they take of things. Thus, death is nothing terrible, else it would have appeared so to Socrates. But the terror consists in our notion of death, that it is terrible. When, therefore, we are hindered, or disturbed, or grieved, let us never impute it to others, but to ourselves, that is, to our own views. It is the action of an uninstructed person to reproach others for his own misfortunes, of one entering upon instruction to reproach himself, and of one perfectly instructed to reproach neither others or himself. Epictetus, the Anchoridian. I wanted to start with that full quote because you've heard me say the first part a few times on this podcast. Men are disturbed not by things, but the views which they take of things. And I thought the full quote was very appropriate for everything that is going on in our country right now. Because there is a lot of ownership of our views to be had all around. Now, I don't want people to hear this and think this is taking up one side over the other. This is this quote is very much meant to be personal to you. And when you're going through your daily interactions and you run into those opposing points of view, it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to listen potentially have your mind changed and take ownership of your personal views. You know, it's very hard for you to hold someone else uh, in contempt for their views. You get to control yours. They get to control theirs. What you need to do is be able to have these discussions and try to help close that gap so you come to a mutual understanding. Because as the quote says, and you'll hear me say it a lot more because I love it, men, and think of that as mankind, not just male, are disturbed not by things, but the views which they take of things. It also doesn't say what view is right or wrong, right? It says you are disturbed by the views you take of things. Certain things are absolutely wrong, and they disturb you because you have come to grips with that. Some things are absolutely wrong, but you found a way to minimize it and make excuses for it because that's your views. So just remember, you have the power 
to change your views. You have the power to control your views, to become better educated and, and understand why these views that you do have are better for you. I'll share another story, if you will, kind of a, a fable of sorts. There's an elderly gentleman who's spent his entire life in the country, and he wants to go experience the big city before he passes away. So he sets out walking towards the big city, and after he gets a couple miles down the road, uh, he passes a, a young man who is from the city moving to the country. The young man stops and asks the elder gentleman, says, Sir, are you from the, uh, the, the town down the road here? I've lived in the city my whole life, and I kind of want to experience what it's like living in the country. He's like, yes, son, I am. He's like, well, how are the people there? And the man looks at him for a second. He says, well, how are the people where you're from? And he looks at him and he says, well, you know, for the most part, they're mean, they're angry, they're grumpy. Uh, they don't look out for one another. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm leaving the city. The old man looks at him and says, well, son, you'll probably find them the same way there. And the young man looks a little bit discouraged, but he decides to keep on walking. Another couple miles down the road, same old man runs into a different young man uh, coming from the city. Young man stops and says, sir, are you from the, the town down the road? I said, yes, son, I am. He goes, well, look, you know, I've lived in the city my whole life. He goes, I just kind of want to understand what it's like to live out in the country. So I figured I was going to move there for a few years. Can you tell me what the people are like? The old man looks at him and says, well, son, what, what were the people like where you're from? He goes, oh, they were some of the best, most kind and wonderful people. I really regret uh, having to leave them. And the old man looks at him and says, well, son, you're going to find them pretty much the same way there. He's talking about the same town, but he ran into two different people with two different points of view. And the thing is, the, the point of the story is how we see the world really shapes what the world around us is like. You know, for the first person, he's already kind of got a jaded view of what humanity is like. And there's a high likelihood when he gets to the country that he's going to project that on the people he meets and he's going to find pretty much the same type of people there. Whereas the second person, he's got more of a positive view on life. He's probably going to project that on the people he meets in the town. Chances are pretty good. He's going to find a lot of people he loves, and he's going to have a hard time leaving the country to go back to the city. Now, you know, these are quotes from ancient times. This is a fable that's meant to project kind of a positive message, but it's true nonetheless. You know, with the crazy times that we're living in, with uh, the COVID-19 crisis and, uh, you know, I've heard all sorts of terms for it, the civil unrest, the protest, it's, in my mind, it's a movement, it's a, an awakening uh, uh, on a lot of fronts that are going on in the country right now. It's something that we haven't fully come to grasp with in our history, and it's something that we needed to reckon with at some point in time. And hopefully, my hope is that we get it right this time so we can move on together as a United States of America. But we have to come to grips with how much of this is us on our personal level. What is going on in our lives that makes us think that it's okay to put our knee on another man's neck for nine minutes while they die? 
What is it that makes us think that that is okay or justified? Uh, What is it that makes us think that we need to leave our homes and be scared of law enforcement? What is it that makes us think that every time we get pulled over for a traffic stop, it could be the end of our lives? You know, those are things that we need to come to grips with. Again, I'm not saying either side is right or wrong. These are realities. And that's the thing about reality, as pointed out in this entire podcast, is reality is real to the person. There is no one reality. My reality is completely different than your reality, and your reality is completely different than the person next to you. It's one of the things we really got to come to grips with as a nation, is there isn't one reality, depending on who you are, where you grew up, what advantages you had, what disadvantages you had, what opportunities have been presented to you. All of these things come together to tell us what our reality is. And you can't tell another person that theirs is false because it is their reality. It's a hard pill to swallow for some people, but it's true. So just remember that as we're going forward. Let's let's not lose sight of the fact that we do have some control over our emotions and how we view the world. Again, I'm not going to say one side is right and one side is wrong because it's personal. It's your experiences. It's how you view the world. What I will challenge every single listener to do is think about why. Why do you view the world the way you view the world? Is there a possibility that there's information out there that can change how you view the world? If so, seek it. Try to change your understanding. Try to become better citizens. Try to become better leaders, managers, people that other people can look up to. It's the only way this thing changes is if we have people that are worthy of our followership. With that, um, this is going to be the closeout episode of season two. I hope you enjoyed what I said. I know everybody's going to take a little bit of a different message from it, and that's okay. Some people may hear what I just said in a negative light. Some people may hear it in a positive light. Again, I'm okay with that because that's the point of it. This podcast and the things I said are going to be a different reality to everybody there. But this is going to be the season two wrap-up. I really struggled with whether or not to end this season like I did season one. I've got a lot of great guests lined up. I've got some that I've recorded months back that kind of got shuffled around because of, uh, you know, needing to be a little bit more timely with COVID-19 and, and some other things. But I've already got a really strong season three recorded and, and ready to go uh, for the most part. Just need a little downtime to reconfigure some of the things that I've done poorly. Social media, website presence. Apparently, it's not the smartest idea to just uh, tweet out uh, and, and post to Facebook direct links to uh, iTunes and Spotify. So I'll be working on a better website presence for the podcast so you can find all of the places that the, the podcast is hosted, doing a little bit better with the social media marketing and all those sorts of things. We'll be back for a season three, guaranteed. I'm looking probably uh, mid-August to come back with that. It seems to be the timetable is going to take me to get some of these things set up. I really appreciate all of your support through season one and season two. It's hard to believe it's already here now. It's kind of crazy that uh, that this podcast has been up for about a year at this point. 
had a lot of great guests. Uh, I've shared a lot of what I hope are really great stories. And uh, I, I just look forward to continuing this podcast. It's been uh, a joy. It takes up a decent amount of time. It's a labor of love. Uh, and the only thing I ask in return is that please, uh, you know, share the show with people that you think could get something out of this. Uh, podcasts like this really thrive on how often they're shared. It gets them better visibility in, in all the Google rankings, uh, in iTunes, in all the various podcast platform rankings. Helps the visibility rise. Share, rate, review, comment, interact on social media. Uh, you know, all of these things are going to help get these messages out there. I've got really, really great guests lined up. I'm hoping to get some more guests back for return visits. And, uh, you know, season three is going to be a little different. Uh, not drastically different. It's going to be the same format, but, you know, always trying to fine-tune this based off of y'all's feedback. Uh, so with that, again, thank you for another great Season 2. I really appreciate it. Please share the show. Get Help us get the visibility that we need for, for the great guests that we've had. And with that, I love y'all. Really appreciate your support. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to seeing you back here in Season 3. And with that, I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.